Welcome to Jojo's Bizarre Journey Podcast. You don't even know the name for a podcast. Ah, my name is Mark. Hello, and thank <laughs> you for listening to Jojo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. Yeah. And right now I'm here in a room sitting with Mark. And let's go. Sitting here with Jackie and Miles. We're going to talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure today, which we do every time. This yeah. week specifically, we're going to be talking about the Zenyatta and Mondata brothers, I think it's called. Zendaya and... No, that's an actress. And Madonna. And She's also a dancer, Zendaya. She's a singer. And that's a true. singer. And the other two episodes we're going to be talking about is Anubis, God Anubis, part one and two. Uh, first thing we're going to do, though, before we talk about television is we're going to read some electronic mail. Um, over in Correspondence Corner. We only got one because this uh, we're recording this like right after we put out the previous one. Mm-hmm. But someone wrote to us while in between recording and editing. This is from 8-Bit, and it's called Hope This Is The Right Address. It is. You got to us. Hey, JJB Pod Crew. I just recently stumbled upon your podcast last week and spent the week listening to the entire backlog. God damn. I want to apologize that you took all the time to do that. <laughs> I hope we get better. Uh, I just have some stray thoughts I'd like to share. Have you all seen the leaked part five episode? If not, you can watch it here. No. Uh, no. We, I don't think we should. T- right? Did we decide we're, we're not, not going to talk gonna, about it? No, no, no. We're not going to talk about it. Because not everyone gets the leak and it'd be better not to talk about leaks. But thank you. True. Uh, also, I know Mark doesn't watch dubs, but they just released the preview for the part four dub on Toonami. Yes, I heard. I think they just aired the last episode of, of this arc of Stardust Crusaders. Do you remember when I asked you why you hate dubs so much in front of the voice actress? Is that what happened? Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> and I was like, I don't hate dubs. And I don't hate dubs, <laughs> but it was... <sighs> Regarding Araki and dogs, the same way Araki loves dogs, he doesn't trust cats. According to Jojo Veller, Stray Cat is based on his grandfather's cat who scratched him one day when he ignored it. Uh, at Miles, sorry to rain on your parade, but you see Smokey in the next episode, and he doesn't look anything like Abdul. So this was written before we recorded the uh, next one. The next one, and realized that that's not part of the original manga, and therefore not canon. But whatever. Uh, at Jockey, spelled the weirdest I've seen it yet. Yeah. As a former computer science student, I enjoy your programming tangents. Yes. It's signed your real biggest fan from the Midwest, Eight Bit. P.S. I'm a senator. PPS, I'm horny. Oh, he's a senator Ooh. from the Midwest. Wow. I believe it. There's so many senators out there we just don't think about. They're you, probably, know, you could be a state senator. Do you ever look up at the night sky and look at all the senators out there and realize that we're just specks of dust on one senator? Floating? Well, there's even more representatives in the House. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh. Uh, so let's get down to talking about... Zen- Thank you for the email, new person. Yes. 8-bit. 8-bit. That's, that's Thank the you. only mail we got? Well, because yeah. we like just dropped the episode yesterday, and we're recording today. Are you sure it's not that people don't like this show anymore? No, people like us. Oh, okay. They tweet to us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it Zendata and Mondata one last time, because we already talked about the fact that it's called Oingo Boingo, uh, and it's based on the band that Danny Elfman was a part of. And that's just another band, right? Like Zendata and whatever. No, I was wrong. Zenyata Mondata is the name of an album by Police. Uh, who we know Araki is a fan of because he later names Koichi's dog after police. Yeah, that's a great name for a dog. That is a great name for a dog. Police. Little police. So yeah, each brother is named Oingo or Boingo. Uh, and it starts out, I think, right away. It's um, Which one is Oingo and which one is Boingo? 
The little one is Oingo? No. The big The little one is Oingo? The tall one is Oingo who transforms The little one. And has the worst hat, even though they both have dumb hats. He's tall and mushes his face, and Boingo is the boy with the book. The little one, Oingo, he has very tall hair. What's up with that? They both do, really. One just covers it under a hat. Oh, okay. Um, little, he, the little one wears a visor. Yeah, and backwards. He has his, is it backwards? I'm pretty sure. Well, he wears a visor and his hair like six straight up, so it's like, couldn't wear a hat. He needed to let his hair breathe. He looks like Marge Simpson. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's got that going on, that uh, hairdo. So it starts with them. They say they took one of the buses four hours later, and they're looking in the book now to see how they're going to kill the Stardust Crusaders. Because the book tells you the future. Yeah, and they set out some ground rules. This wasn't in the OVA, right? No, not at all. Was the other was the next thing we're going to talk about in no, the OVA? No, not nope. at all. Okay, so this is all new to Miles. Yeah. Yes. Um, they set out some ground rules, which is that anything in the book will happen and it is not changeable um and they also mentioned that oingo the tall guy can morph his face into whatever he wants and his and his height i think and his smell his scent interestingly um i wish we could experience that you want like smell vision anime yeah Mm. no actually i don't because of uh that dog oh you don't want iggy farting right in your face no, I don't think so. Well, let me think about it. Um, so they look and they see that there's Joseph, uh, Polnareff, and Jotaro all coming into a cafe. And they are served black tea. And they drink it and we see them. This is in the comic. This is all in the, in the comic book. In the and, manga. And they all spit out their black tea and there's signs of poison all around them. And they're like, oh, they drink the poison and they die. So Great easy it's interesting right this this idea of fate because they're like oh that's what we have to do or that is definitely what's going to happen and then they do it but what would happen if you sat around and didn't do anything would it come true another way you know if you were like let's just sit here would someone else poison them mm. i think you know what boingo I mean? later implies that it would occur another way yeah so why do they even try yeah it's weird that they're like well let's go through the hassle of knocking out a guy and taking over the cafe yeah because that's what they end up doing oingo goes and like well it's a little vague like it doesn't show them did it show them like definitely dying like did it show people at the funeral and stuff so i think they have (laughs) to see it through you know what i mean like it shows an opportunity Mm. Uh, interesting because oh because they don't know the, the next pages or something yeah I guess so. It just feels like they are like servants of this book almost. But we are all our servants to fate, aren't we? Wow. Wow. Um, uh, I love the music, by the way. The theme they have, it has like a theremin. Like a... I can't hit notes I didn't anymore. notice that. I didn't notice that either. Should I overdub it with an actual theremin? Yes. It's like a... Still can't do it. But uh-uh. it's a great theme. I've been noticing the music more now. Um, I didn't like how the kid always like spoke oh. in, in sound effects. When he laughed, you mean? No, just in general. He always talks in sound effects. He makes like sound effect noises. When he's reading the comic book, he does. Uh, Otherwise, he just stutters. No, I think that's just how he, he, he talks. He talks and he'll say like... Oh, okay. I didn't notice. 
Like he'll make he'll make sound effects when he talks. Yeah. Well, at the end of the episode, he goes chan chan. But like, yeah. but Kakuin has done that. Polnareff has done that. It just means like ta da. He does that. Okay. Well, what's with his laugh? It's like I in Japan they tend to think in syllables because that's how their whole writing structure is. And so I guess when Araki writes down like laughter, he has to write it in in the kana. And then I guess the voice voice actors are like, that's exactly how we're gonna do it. Mm. I'm not sure if that's really how it is. Maybe they literally think in sound effects as syllables. I, I don't know. I believe it. This is maybe a case for the Staldorf. What is it? Statler Waldorf hypothesis. Which is? That the language you speak shapes your perspective of the world. Ah. Why is it named after Statler and Waldorf? <laughs> it's the Sapir Wharf hypothesis. Please excuse me. Statler and Waldorf are the two grumpy old Muppets from the Muppet <laughs> Show. <laughs> oh are God. they named after that? Nope. Okay. Statler and Waldorf are not even that similar in, in sound to Sapir Wharf. I love Statler and Waldorf. They're, they're probably my favorite characters from the Muppets. Well, they're pretty good. Well, they're pretty bad. I thought it was really bad. I thought it was terrible. Uh, yeah, they're the they're, old, the old the man best. on the balcony. Yeah, they're great. Would you want them in real life? Yes. I, would, I want to be them in real life. What if it was your stand? was you just had two old men that would berate people and they would feel depressed. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would use it nonstop. Yeah. People, someone would murder me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a bad stand, as is uh, the Boingo stand here. Um, yeah. So uh, the Crusaders do, they're walking through the street where this cafe is, and they're like, which cafe should we go to? There's a bunch. And Polnareff is smoking a cigarette, and he just throws his cigarette on the ground, and it kind of rolls and points to one cafe called Maxim, whatever that means. And they're like, that one, my cigarette decided. And they go in there, and they sit down, and Oingo is working behind the counter. And he offers them, they, or they order three teas. Polnareff orders three black teas. Mm-hmm. Ocha. Yeah, well, I think kocha, actually, for the black tea specifically. Oh. Um, and the guy goes to bring him tea and Joseph is all of a sudden very cautious. And he's like, because I think they mention a new, they mentioned uh, Abdul and Kakyoin being in the hospital. Mm. Yeah. And they explain that Kakyoin will have to be in the hospital for a while, not until the end of the series. And then they just talk about it freely out loud. Whereas with Abdul, they were like, we can't even tell Polnareff. Right. Yeah. We have to pretend he died. That is weird. And then Kakyo and they're like, ah, oh, he's really fucked up. He can't see. <laughs> I wonder why. They're like, Abdul will get tomorrow. I guess the hospitals are safer here in Egypt. Yeah, whatever. It would have been hilarious if Abdul had actually died here. And yeah, they like just, if they, they brought him back and then they killed him. <laughs> They killed him, what, by mentioning what, what hospital he was at? No, just like if they went through all this trouble of killing him and then reversing that and then killing him again. Yeah. Mm. Could do that. That would have made me LOL. Um, so, yeah, at this point, they don't have those two crusaders. That's why it's just the three of them. And so Joseph is being very cautious and he's like, wait, no, we can't accept anything, you know, any open drinks like that that we don't know. He's yeah, like, he's like, we got to be extra cautious, and that's like an easy opportunity for someone to poison us. So let's get cola instead with the cap on, and we will take the caps off ourselves and actually give us the three from the right. Yeah, the third, fourth, and fifth bottles. And he goes to give them the colas, and they're like, well, shit, how is the poison thing going to happen now? Um, and the manga's always right. Right. So it's going to happen one way or another. 
Um, but as he goes to hand them uh, hand them to the three, uh, some guy in the restaurant stands up and is like, this Coke is warm. I don't want this. Why the hell are you going to serve me warm Coke? I'm not paying. Which I feel like that guy was overdoing it a little bit. Like, I'd be upset. I'd be like, do you have anything not warm? You do you know? have ice? <laughs> yeah, I might have to work. Can I get some ice? I'd be like, all right, can you give me ice? And then I would go on Yelp and be like, their Coke was warm. Yeah, we don't know what kind of day he was having. Yeah, I mean, led up to that. He said the refrigerator was broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have some compassion. No, I'm saying the guy. Oh, the like, guy? Maybe he was on his last straw. No, fuck him. Okay. This guy had four customers total, and he's in the service industry, which is already very draining. So I don't think it's fair to just not pay. I understand yelling maybe, but then to yell and not pay, that's a deadly combination. Wait, who's in the service industry? Well, we think Oingo is. Oh. But the guy Oingo is... Pres- I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you don't care what this person is feeling because they should be sympathetic to yes. the server. Okay. Yes. He reminds me of this guy I got You on should the- express yourself and say, this is too warm, but that's different. Yeah. Me and my friend got, on a, got yelled at on the train. My friend and I. My friend and I. Oh, yeah, you're right. My friend and I got on the train to work yesterday, and we sat down next to this guy, and we were we started talking, and he was like, don't you know this is the quiet car? Jesus Christ. And we're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, that guy was on his last straw. Yeah. Much like this man. Um, did I ever tell you about what happened to us in Japan in terms of being quiet? Yes. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> No, just so the listeners can hear it. There's one time we're on a bus and we're sitting like in the middle, sort of where there's seats on each side of the bus facing each other. And I'm trying to navigate on Google Maps to make sure we're going to get off at the right place and we know where to go. And this old lady across from us just starts going like, like to like get our attention. And she keeps making the X symbol with her hands. Like she's from the Bronx. No, she keeps making the X symbol like Dame, like don't do that. And like pointing at the cell phone and then pointing at a sign that says no cell phones. And so I try to like muster enough Japanese to say like, we're, we're just trying to navigate. Like I'm not talking on the phone. So later somebody pointed out the whole no cell phones rule is so that people don't take upskirt photos of high school girls in their uniforms. Oh, um, I guess while they're sitting but they're, in the front. No, if they're standing. I know, but you're sitting yes. and the girls are standing and you take a photo under their skirt. I see. Yeah, right. you do that. But there were no girls, <laughs> shut up. There were no girls on the bus. So it's like, I'm not talking on the phone. There's no girls on the bus. Was she wearing a skirt? Why are you being such a stickler? No. And she was sitting. Mm. So if I knew more Japanese, I'd be like, why don't you shut the fuck up? No, Did I, she I, ask I about me? This was, I'm a guest in her country and she's old, but I was still annoyed and she did not ask about you. Um, and the other time we were riding the subway with our friend who lives in Japan and, uh, we were just talking as we would normally just normal volume, normal volume, at least what we think is normal volume. We're from New Jersey. And, uh, this old like person next to us was like, like shushed us very abruptly. And they may have also pointed to a sign and our Japanese friend leaned in and he was like, that's never happened with anyone I've taken on the subway mm-hmm. here. And Fucking like, racists. It's something about us. It's something about our, well, no, he takes, he shows Americans around like fairly frequently. Oh. So it's like, there's just something about Jackie or my voice. That's like really cutting to the Japanese people. Well, that's true. That's why we don't Fuck. have any Japanese <laughs> listeners. That's right. I don't know. Maybe we do. <laughs> that, that or maybe the language barrier. Um, J- Japanese people can know English. No. No? Mm. I don't think any do. <laughs> Not a single one? No. Oh. I think I know some people. No. That, okay. okay. They're, they're dubbed. <laughs> their entire lives no. are dubbed. Oh, yeah. they're on two That's why Mark hates them. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. Um, anyway. Anyway. 
except people who cross the street at a really shallow angle so that it takes longer for them to get out of the fucking road. I hate those people. Just go, just go straight across. No, but it's faster for you if to, like, instead of having to walk to a corner and then walk and then walk across, it's faster for the pedestrian to just yeah, walk but, through. But then you're walking in the road. Don't do that. I'm in a car. Yeah. Well, why'd you have to be there? Because it's a road. I'm just, I'm you, trying to get, you have somewhere. a sidewalk. <laughs> okay. But you're crossing and, and I'm waiting for you. You're probably crossing illegally anyway where is this coming from did mark almost run you over or something no, no i just i i like doing that but only when there's no cars around mm-hmm. but that's only when there's no cars around of if course there's, if there's a car there i'm 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 gonna be like fuck let yeah. me walk at a cor- let me look cross even, at a even if you you don't go perfectly perpendicular fine but i've seen people they walk like almost it's almost like they're walking down the road like they cross that shittily of an angle maybe they're walking down the road no, because they're on one side. I wait for them, and they're like, thanks, and they do that fake, shitty hustle across the street, but at like a 45-degree angle. Hmm. It's very frustrating. I don't like those people. Regardless, they almost get poisoned, and uh, he goes to not, get, not the pedestrians. Well, no, they definitely get poisoned. No. I poison them. No, we're talking about JoJo's Oh, now. so Oingo is about to give them the three warm Cokes, and he's like, fuck, how are they going to get poisoned with, with uh, tea now? And the guy starts yelling, and then Joseph's like, oh. <laughs> like, I think it's so funny that he weighs having open drinks given to him by a stranger versus drinking warm soda. Yeah, he would rather drink poison than warm Coke. Yeah, he was like, oh, never mind the warm (laughs) cola. Let's just get three black teas. I think there was another thing that made him realize, like, this place is probably fine. What was it? They're about, they get up to leave, and Paul Nareff goes, like, the cafe next door catches on fire. And Paul Nareff goes, like, well, we chose this place randomly. Like, how would they know that we were going to come in here? Yeah. And that sort of convinces Joseph to just sit down and drink the tea. Plus the other one's on fire. So they're like, I might as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a few things almost steer them off course that the book shows, the book's fate shows. So now Wango is relieved that, okay, they're going to drink the tea. And they do all sip the poison tea. But before they can swallow the tea, we hear these people in the cafe uh, there's like a commotion and we see that they're freaking out about a dog being in the cafe mm. and Iggy is there and Iggy is like harassing them about food or jumping on their table. I don't know what he's doing. Um, and so that in their surprise, they all spit out their tea uh, and they go after Iggy and they leave the cafe. I don't think that that's realistic. If you're surprised, you spit out your your beverage. You should. Really? Yeah. If you hear somebody scream, you should spit out your beverage. It's just funnier. <laughs> Yeah. It's more cartoonish. Like all of them at the exact same time took the, the They sip. had a spit take. I mean, this is a cartoon and a comic book. Have you ever had a real sure. life spit take? A little bit. I don't think I have. I don't think that I've ever blown like a big mist cloud of it. But I've I, I, maybe I did it on purpose. I don't know. Wow. You know what I think is fun? Uh, it works best outdoors. Just drink water, but leave like enough in your mouth so that it's substantial, but not obvious. And then go outside with someone, and when they talk to you, just start talking with mouth flying, all, mouth with water flying all over your mouth. Hmm. Why do you? It's, it's why a great is, way to make friends. Okay. Uh, People what, love it. What if like they all? So what if they all took a sip and held the tea in their mouth because they were like, "I'm not going to be the first one to swallow this tea. Let me watch." Mm. You know, what if they all had the same thought where they were like, "All right, I'm going to wait until they swallow it, and if they're okay, then I will drink." Maybe one of them wanted to try my trick and they were going to go outside and talk to each other and Maybe. spit tea all over the With place. With a hot tea? I don't know, dude. Well, yeah. it would cool down in their mouth, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe they were trying to cool it down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, they all leave and Oingo is freaking out because, uh, you know, they, you know, the, the thing, the plan didn't work. But basically it did work because the pain in the, in the comic book, Boingo's comic book, shows them all spitting out poison, but they didn't realize that they spit it out without actually drinking it first. So it doesn't show you everything that really happens. The prediction was wrong. Well, it wasn't wrong. It just, you know. It's also sort of a monkey's paw thing. You misunderstood it. Where it's like, oh, I wish they'd get poisoned. I wish they'd spit out their tea and look disgusted. Well, they do that because they're not poisoned. So uh-huh. who's authoring this book? A, a stand. A, a stand. Rohan. Okay. <laughs> Rohan trying out a really different style. I want to say that the comics look like the wild thornberries almost. Some kind oh, of like gross. Only like Nigel. I guess that's it then. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Nigel Thornberry. I love that art style. It's uh, it's pretty great. I like that Ardaki can do it, especially as his main series style became more and more realistic and like f- f- like it's kind of softer and more realistic and pretty. And then he can draw these fucking disgusting looking foot looking characters. Yeah. Um, like, if I were him and I drew, like, Polnareff that way, I would just laugh for the rest of your fucking work day. <laughs> it's so stupid looking. Um, so they leave, and, but Boingo is telling Boingo, don't freak out. Like, you know, the book is going to show us, you know, what we have to do next. And the book shows that it's actually Jotaro this time. Um, and he goes to eat an orange, and it blows him up. It blows him up in half. Yeah, the orange um, is a bomb. But before that, it's like he, uh, let's see, um, something about... Uh, him, uh, the big, the tall guy punching a guy and the guy dropping money. Right. They see a guy and they don't like his face and they're like, in his past life, he must have been an asshole or something. And so Oingo punches him in the face and they steal his wallet. Anyway, so the, right. the comic showed that they have to drive to the hospital to see Kakuin and Abdul. And on the way there, Jotaro goes to eat an orange and it explodes and blows him in half. Um, so they're excited by this. Getting Jotaro, they know he's powerful. Everyone knows Jotaro is powerful. Oingo goes into the car and is planting his orange bomb, which he somehow knows how to make. And he explains that in three seconds, the orange will explode. Why is it an orange? That's because they, I guess because they already bought a bag of oranges. Okay. I guess. Who bought the bag of oranges? The Stardust Crusaders. That mm. They bought it and had it, and then that would make it easier to poison them or to blow them up. Hmm. Uh, this this comic book is completely useless, right? Yeah, I mean, end. it turns out to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you could just come up with a plan instead of looking to a comic book for a plan. It gives them, like, it lets them know where they'll be, at least. It gives them some, like, advanced planning that they can do, but... Eh. Yeah, so... And this this is what I find stupid, is that Oingo is planting the bomb orange, and he's all the way inside the car to do this? Like, why don't you just set up the bag and place it in the back seat from the window? Why is he inside the vehicle arranging the oranges? Did you know that Egypt is one of the world's biggest orange exporters? Oh. Is that I, true? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know oranges grew in Egypt. Did you? Is that what, this whole time you were Googling, do oranges even grow in Egypt? Yeah. Interesting. I was blown away. Um, Egypt and Florida, I've always said they're like sisters. Um, mm-hmm. They're sister cities. Oh. One has more meth than the other. Oh. That kind of makes sense. They grow a lot of oranges on the Canary Islands, which is not that close to Egypt, but it's close to Africa. 
So maybe it's on this probably on the same. It's uh, close to North Africa. It's but it's closer to North like West Africa, and Egypt is more east, right? But it's north all the way up. But there. it is north. It's so it, they're on the same like uh, latitude. Latitude. Thank you. I couldn't remember it. Mm. They Oingo is planting the orange when suddenly Polnar and Joseph Joe start like they're only thinking about the comic. They're really not taking precautions. Right. They see him in the car, and they're like, "Who is that in the car?" And they're like, "Hey." You get out of there. We're talking about you. And Boingo is outside watching everything with his comic book. Boingo is completely useless, by the way. He really doesn't need to be He has anywhere. the comic book. That's, That's really mm-hmm. it. He's essentially a walking book stand. Um, <laughs> he reads the comic and he makes noises. He makes yeah. comic book noises. What if he um, didn't know how to read? He would be useless. Well, it's mostly pictures. I don't think there's any dialogue, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> Which leads to a lot of misunderstanding. Right. If there was dialogue, it would be like, don't be confused. They don't drink the poison. <laughs> this is not really Joe Totter in the picture. Right. So one goes in there and then he crawls out the other side and like, what are you doing? And he has this huge hat, but it's Joe Taro's hat and he has Joe Taro's face. And he's with the same voice actor, the Joe Taro's voice actor. He's like, hey, what are you guys, uh, what's going on? And he's doing like a pretty good Joe Taro impression. And so, like, that's not one of his powers to take the voice. Yeah. It is. That's the thing. I was reading the wiki and they said that it's presumed that that's a power because he never actually says that. He says mm-hmm. that he can change height, weight, shape, oh. scent, but he never technically can change his voice. Mm. He never says he can anyway. It must have been fun for Joe Toro's voice actor to do something so different. Yes. That's what I was thinking. It's super fun to hear him like saying all this dumb shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's trying to convince them it's one of those things where... As a, as a viewer, you're like, how could they believe this fucking yeah. stupid-ass story? There's, With this dumb outfit. That's what this whole episode is. Just yeah. like, how are they still not suspicious of him? And it's just like, they always pause to be like, wait a minute. And then they go along with it anyway. Yeah, and I thought it was one of those things where, because it's so dumb that I thought they knew like halfway through and they were just like playing Fucking along to, to, no. to like kill this guy. I thought it was funny though how dumb they were being. Yeah. Um... Well, I think what was it's Paul Narif and and Joseph, and they're probably the least observant hmm. nowadays. That's anyway. probably true. Yeah, I think Joe Taro. I mean, uh, Joseph used to be more observant when he was younger, but now they're like the more like kind of oblivious. Before well, his brain got eaten away. Yeah, he, they were smart about the black tea, but then he was like, "Never mind, priorities changed." <laughs> uh, so they accept the fact he's still wearing uh, an entirely different outfit from what yeah. Jotaro wears. Oingo has a pink shirt with Thoth, because that's his his stand is based on the the god Thoth. Um, you can buy that in our uh, online store. Yeah, we have it. And a vest, and I guess blue pants, completely different. And Joseph's like, what happened to your school uniform? And he's like, what school uniform? <laughs> Which I think is funny, because either this guy is so dumb he never noticed Jotaro wearing a school uniform, or... Jotaro modified it so much that he's like, that's a fucking school uniform. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, it's at, the, it's at the cleaners. What school would let him wear that? Yeah. Um, Is he uh, wearing a jean vest? Oh, like a denim vest? Yeah. I hope so. It's just sort of blue. I gotta get a denim vest. No, you don't. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's trying to explain away that why he's wearing different clothes and stuff. and They the, buy it. They buy it. And they're like, anyway, get in. We're gonna go to the, the hospital. And he's like, what? Uh, okay. And he tries to say, I'll walk. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. And they pull him yeah. into the car. He sho- Paul Nerf shoves him into the car. And I'm yeah. like, that's rude. And he's... Oh, and he, by the way, realizes that it's him. He's like, oh, shit. Am I the one, the Jotaro that gets blown up? Yeah. And he starts freaking out. And the even and the little boy, too, is like, oh, no, no, no. 
like even they get it that you can't really trust what happens yeah. in the comedy. You can't take it at face value. Um, so they then drive away and there's all the oranges and the guy is thinking of how to get rid of the orange. Oingo is trying to figure out how to get rid of the orange. Uh, so he ends up just taking it and he throws it out the window. The bomb one I'm saying, by the way. Not just any orange. That would be stupid. But Iggy to the rescue again. Yeah, they're like, oh, Iggy jumped in here. Which they don't have any sound effect for. They're like, Iggy's here. <laughs> and he's just hanging on the side of the car with the orange in his mouth. So they're like, oh, he brought an orange with us. And uh, Oingo is freaking out about this. Um, so he freaks out about it several times. And I don't remember what the order of events are with the whole cigarette trick and the thumb crossing and all that. But there's different things that kind of test Oingo's uh, Jotaro. Yeah, and it seems like Polnareff has sniffed him out, but he never actually does. Right. Um, It's a few things. So one is that Polnareff is like, hey, do that trick with the cigarette you do. And he shows him, Polnareff shows fake Jotaro that he puts the cigarette in his mouth, uh, burning, and then you open your mouth, flip the cigarette backwards into your mouth, Mm -hmm. close your mouth, and the cigarette goes out. Um. Which is a real thing people do. That is a disgusting thing to do. Yeah. People do. Why do people do that? Because it shows how strong you are that you don't even care if there's burning ash in your mouth. You should care that there's burning ash in your mouth. Well, you know, you shouldn't show people that you can stab a safety pin through the webbing between your forefinger and thumb, but, you know, this, I, I do it every day. Do people day. do that? Yeah. Why? I don't know. This episode reminds me, like, the style of it reminds me of, like, Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the the coyote and the road runner, where it's like one is trying to trick the other one, or like plant traps for the other one, and it, they just end up getting blown up. Yeah, there's that, there's that scene later where Oingo is on the side of a cliff, but he doesn't know he's standing on air, and then he just runs in place and falls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Memorable scene. But his body falls first, and his head stays there for a minute, mm-hmm. and then it follows. Just kidding. Uh, so Oingo, so Oingo tries a cigarette trick and he actually does it and he's like, holy shit, I did it. He knew, well, he was like, oh, he was like, lucky for me, I think I can do this because otherwise he'd be fucked. Like he's, he, he knew he could do it beforehand. Yeah. So that's when he tries it and he, he pulls it off and he's like, yes. And then, but then Paul Narnar is like, now do it with five. Yeah. Yeah. No, do, do it like how you did it last time. Do it with five. Come on. Which by the way, who can picture Jota being like, hey. Check this shit out. Yo, that's what I was thinking. I wrote down like, so Jotaro's doing all these ki- all these tricks and we don't get to see him actually do it. We just <laughs> get to like see. Pol- that's why I thought like maybe Polnareff was fucking with him. Exactly. It's like, okay, Polnareff knows that this is fake and the real Jotaro would just be like, what are you talking about? I've, I've never done that. <laughs> Especially because Polnareff is going, hey, hurry up, hurry up and do it. Hurry up. Yeah. Which I feel like he would get, like he does many disrespectful things that like things that Jotaro would hate. And yeah, and yeah. Jo- Jotaro could just be like, yada, yada, like I'm not going to do this and then not do it. And it right. would be totally in character. I guess I like to imagine that they have that relationship where they just give each other shit. I think that would be funny. Um, I don't know. Where they just push each other around. Um, so he tries it with five, and he does awkwardly eventually get them in his mouth. By the way, there was one part where I think it was like around when Iggy like climbed back into the car with the with the orange. Um, he's like. Yow! And then he's like, they were like, what? You never make that noise, Jotaro. And then he's like, uh, I, I was, uh, I, there's a cow. A cow. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you're being weird. Yeah. And then I think this might be one Polnar's like. But what's like, the Japanese version of that? He says, uhi, I think, which is like a sound effect. And there's a cow, which I think is like ushi. 
Mm. It's something like that. Like it's closer. Oh, no wonder Uchi was mad about the meat. Stop it. We're That's not, a different this is show. Not That's a house. different show. <laughs> We're not talking about JoJo's normal advance, adventure in Terra's house. Um, <laughs> fucking imagine fun. JoJo's start if these characters were in Terra's house. Though. Oh God, it'd be great. Uh, so Polnareff at, at one point goes like, "Are you a, an imitation? Are you a fake?" Um, and I think he probably just says yada yada does it because at one point he does say that and I was like that's good you did your homework that's right <laughs> say yada yada um, it's an easy way out so he does flip the five cigarettes into his mouth and then Polnareff's like now drink this orange juice without putting the cigarettes out like you always do what and before he can even drink it he just sort of I think he accidentally swallows the cigarettes I think that's the implication because uh. all this smoke comes out of his face and they freak out no not not yet doesn't he like do it no, he doesn't even get to drink the juice. Or maybe he goes to start, but he ends up just, he oh, can't oh, do oh, it. Oh, you're talking about the juice part. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, because he, he does the five, right? Doesn't yes. he? He does the five, but then they're like, oh, and you drink juice without putting it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, when, when he says that, you see his inner monologue like floating in space like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The back of, yeah, his background is like all just purple, blue, yeah. floatiness. Um, is Jotaro a circus performer when right? we don't see him? Yeah. He is like, I'm the amazing schoolboy. Um, I forget. There's like another thing when, that happens. It's that's like it. it's like when he's off camera, he's doing tricks and studying starfish and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think in one of these episodes, they show him, it might be at the, at the haircut place. He has a magazine. Yeah, he's reading about the ocean. Yeah, which is added for the anime. Um, so is it not canon? It's not canon, no. You're such um, a stickler. I am a stickler. Um, how but many yeah. times have I said um? Can we get an um counter? Thank you. Um, okay, so uh, please write in and tell us how many times Mark says um. Big bro is like freaking out. He's like, "Oh God, I'm definitely gonna blow up at this rate. I'm definitely, it's definitely me. I'm definitely gonna blow up." And the kid is like, "Ah!" And the big bro is like, "Destroy the page. Destroy the comic." And the kid is like, "Sorry, bro." page is absolute uh, the fucking my stand is absolute you we can't do anything about it oh no right yeah even though they don't hear each other they're just sort of thinking back they're and thinking forth. but it's like they're talking to each other right um so i think fake jotaro aka oingo i also think it's interesting because they don't re- their powers both are kind of shitty like they can't really fight Actually, I have a question. Why do they? Why are they also just like pals with Dio? They don't really go into that. Why would Dio send these like two brothers that have useless stands? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe he was just like, "This should be interesting. Let's see what happens." They'll at least be a stumbling like, block briefly. They're not even smart. Like if they were smart <laughs> and they had shitty stands, like you could do something with that. You know what I mean? Like Batman doesn't have powers, but he's smart, so he can do. Like he can, he can, you know, use things. I don't know. He can outsmart people. These people can't outsmart people. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Dio is just like, all right. And they can't defend themselves. Sign them up. Yeah. It's, uh, I like this It's like, like, why even, like, you know that they're just going to get killed, like skip them and like, or, or team them up with somebody. They've teamed people up before. Mm Mm-hmm. They could mm-hmm. have t- teamed them up with somebody with who has an actual power that can like fight. Yeah, but somehow Oingo goes for the orange. He starts saying like, "Oh, I'm sick," and because the, they wonder why he's being weird, and he's like, "I've just felt really, really sick. My stomach hurts." And then he's like, "I'll use that as an excuse to get out of the car," 
Because he knows Polnareff's going to open the orange, but he just doesn't want to be in the car at that point. Yeah. So he gets out of the car and he's like, perfect, I'm free. I'm going to go run behind the, a rock and untransform. And Polnareff, they keep driving. They're like, whatever, I don't know what's up with Jotaro today. No, first he goes, he goes, Jotaro, wait. And it's like the longest pause in the world. And he goes like, take this paper. <laughs> yeah, take this toilet paper because he thinks he's going to go shit himself. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh, at one point, somebody puts their, I think it's Jotaro puts his hands together, or somebody puts their That's, hands I together, that one, yeah. and Polnareff is like, oh, the way you put your hands together. Uh, it's like you were a woman in your past life. You were a woman in your past, it means you're a woman, you were a woman in your past life, which is a weird thing. It is weird, and but I just I think, sat there the rest of the episode trying to figure out which thumb I like putting over the other when I yeah. clasp my hands. And I think the guy freaked out because he, he was like, oh shit, does Jotaro not, like, clasp his hands the same way but it it's was just, just Polnareff, Polnareff being like ha you were a woman in your past life um that's what that means like yeah. how would you know that so he goes <laughs> to run behind a rock and untransform Polnareff looks at the orange he had and goes ah, I guess if Iggy did have this in his mouth uh like Oingo had been saying before he's like that's probably been in the gutter don't open it he's like yeah I guess it has been in the gutter whatever and he throws it it rolls to the rock that uh Oingo is still dressed as jo- Jotaro behind. He's gloating there, too. He's, He's there like, yes, I did it. And he accidentally steps on the orange, which opens it. And we see the insides of it are ticking like a bomb. So it is the right orange. And then he kind of makes a sound. He's like, uh. And then he, he goes, blows up. Oh, shit. And he gets kind of split in half. And so we realize that the comic did predict that Oingo blows up when transformed into Jotaro. And Polnareff is like, what was that sound? And Joseph was like, probably construction. And they don't even look. They don't even look. They don't even look, and then they drive away. Yeah, Joseph goes, don't worry about it. Um, So then Boingo catches up with him eventually, and they're talking to one another. And uh, The kid is like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take revenge. Yeah, Boingo's like, no, don't. You can't go alone. And then he's like, Boingo, you've become less shy. You've matured. You're so brave. He's like, I'm proud of you. It's this nice sort of touching brother moment that seems very out of place, but I love it. Um, Maybe it's added by the anime. Who knows? Um, But Hmm. then what happens is the guy they punched in the face and stole money from earlier rolls up with like a bunch of other dudes. He's got a posse. Yeah. And he's like, hey, if you all beat them up, I'll I'll reward you. That's the guy. That's or those are the guys that stole my money. Yeah. And so then we later learned that uh, Oingo and Boingo got the shit kicked out of them. Um, because they end up going to the same hospital that these Stardust Crusaders are at. Um, yeah, so they roll up at the hospital. Then they meet up. Oh, yeah, so it's Polnareff and Joseph pull up, and then they see Jotaro there with his actual school uniform on. And they're like, hey, how did you get your suit back from the cleaners, and you, you mm-hmm. got here before us? And they don't really go into it. And then that's when the ambulance pulls up, and they look in there, and they see Oingo and Boingo all tore up, and they're like, these guys are weird. I don't know them at all. <laughs> um, and that is the end, right, of this episode, I yeah, think? Yeah, and there's the weird intro. There's I mean, the, the outro. The outro. It's great. It's a great song. Um, it's great they did this, and it's been pointed out that um, this is the first thing where they didn't hire an outside band to do the intro or outro. This yeah, is it's just, just the voice actors. It's right? just the voice actors. Mm-hmm. People wrote their own song and decided to do it. I think it's great. I love it. They wrote their own song? Well, I don't know if the voice actors did, but I mean the voice company did. Hmm. They didn't commission, you know, or have whatever. So there's like a custom outro. We don't get to hear Last Train Home. Um, Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll cover Anubis 1 and 2. Good filler app. Yeah. Looney Tunes.
Okay, and we're back. We're going to be talking about the next few episodes, which are episodes. What are we at? Like 50 million episodes, I think? I think we're on Anubis. 28 and 29? Of Stardust Crusaders. Yes. But of the entire anime, it's like 58. 300 something. Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fucking they um arri- they're they're going to Aswan in Egypt, which is where the fly originated from. And mm. um, I just watched these episodes, but does it start with Chaka and his family? I wrote down in hospital. Uh, ah, what's his name? Kakuin. Ka- Kakyo is like, go ahead, y'all go ahead. Is what I wrote down. I yeah. Don't- and he's like, uh, there's damage to my eyes. It's going to take a while to heal, but there was no permanent damage. He didn't scratch my pupils. And then he just tells a story. He's like, when I was a kid, my friend got hit in the eye with a soccer ball or something. Baseball. A baseball. And, you know, just fluid came out of his eye or whatever. And they're like, ugh. And <laughs> Why did he tell that story? It's definitely Araki wanting to tell that story. It yeah. happened to him. Uh, and then we see Iggy is hitting on a bunch of nurses basically <laughs> yeah this episode and the next episode or no this episode and last episode both have footage of iggy added by the anime i guess they didn't want all the kids to forget about the dog i don't know um mm. yeah i was going to say something about getting hit in the eye um whatever it feels bad it doesn't feel good does it no Anyway, so Iggy is there, and Iggy is uh, hitting on girls. He's a big hit. He's a big hit with the girls. And Polnareff oh, comes yeah. over. Polnareff comes over, and he's like, "Don't stay away from that dog. He is dumb." And then the and then Iggy just jumps on Polnareff's face and farts all over and does his thing. And classic all the gr- Iggy. And the girls were like, "Oh, how cute!" Which wouldn't happen. They're like dainty women. Would, they're all nurses. They'd they're be the like, nurses. "Ew, what the fuck?" That's how women would be. Okay, I. They'd know. be like, "How? Oh, what a cute dog!" And they'd be, and then when a dog jumps on somebody's face, I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Are you like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Get that dog off of his face. They should have had one of the women vomit openly. What into the ground? At a disgusting. No, they're nurses. They've seen worse. Dog fart. That's true. They're tough. Yeah, yeah. You know what? If you're gonna get attacked by a dog, at least you know the hospital is probably the best place for that right mm, true yeah i love the look on iggy's face when like he farts on paul Nerf's face a lot but he looks so satisfied in in this instance <laughs> i didn't i didn't notice it that's funny like he looked like he was gonna smoke a cigarette after <laughs> ah. um so yeah kakyoin is like don't worry about it it's just the eyeball fluid or whatever so they go but abdul does come with them and then do we cut over to... Yeah, I think the narrator says something about how, like, the Nile... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, there is a city to the east because the west is where the... And the, and the west is where the tombs are because of some reason. They just... They, they just, put them on that side because that's where the sun sets. Yeah. They buried everything over there. And so then I guess they didn't want to put the city on the same side as all the dead. But mm. guys, we're on the west side of the Nile. Well, yeah, we'll cross an ocean. Are we dead? We're dead. Yeah. We could also be on the east side. True. Yeah, it depends <laughs> how you look at it. Do you guys ever think about how when you look at a map or you look at the globe, isn't it sort of arbitrary that west is to the left and east is to the right? Like, what if you just rotated the globe 180? Yeah, if you believe the world is round. No, fuck, first of all. <laughs> first I, thought, of all. I thought that's the joke you were going to make, Mark. No. But first of all, uh-huh. 
this would still happen even if the earth were flat. I'm still saying, why is America left of Europe? Why isn't, flip it upside down, and suddenly Africa's north, and Europe is south, and the North Pole is the South Pole, But I have two tongues. That's not, what? It always yep. rotates on an axis, and so up yep. is always up. No. Yeah. No? No, no? no? You could look at it upside down. You could look at it upside down. You flip, flip the whole solar system. I mean, you can look at anything upside down. No, because in our context here... Because we have gravity. We have gravity. To tell us what's up and down. Right. We always consider down to be closer to the Earth. Do you know what I mean? Everything gets sucked down to the Earth. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, up and down in space, is what Marcus. Yeah. Trying to say. What do you mean? I think. Uh, how isn't there an up and down? Say that the earth was on the left side of the sun. You're looking at it, right? You see Mercury. If I'm looking at it from yes. my perspective. You're in a spacesuit. I'm in space. You're beyond Pluto. You're, to be honest with you, you're in deep trouble. Okay. Oh, man. You're floating out there past Pluto. Okay. You have no idea what's going to happen to okay. you. Okay. But for a moment, when you stop thinking about how you're going to die, you look and you see all the planets. And it's very beautiful. And you see Pluto, you see Neptune, Uranus. Pluto's not a planet. That's true. It's true. You see all the planets and Pluto. Okay. Who's a super brownie or whatever. And Super brownie? You see all of them, right? So say you, <laughs> say you look at them, right? And the way you're looking at them, you're like, oh, Jupiter is to the left of the Earth right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Now imagine you rotate in your space suit. You just roll on your right side. And now you're upside down. And now the Earth is to the left of Jupiter. Uh huh. And all the other planets stretch out to the right uh-huh. Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, okay. Pluto. So then, you know, if you went to the Earth at this point, you'd see Europe is under Africa. I see. And the United States is to the right. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? That's not wrong. It's just a different way. It's arbitrary. At some point, we went, this is up, this is north, and that is down, that is south. Do you know right. what I mean now? A lot of people criticize maps for being, like... I see. North America and Europe-centric. Yes, that's true. Well, that, that's why the term Oriental is considered racist, but it's weird because we still say Middle East and Far East and stuff. Hmm. Because Oriental would mean Eastern. And so, like, well, now you're saying Europe is the center of the world. But then we're like, anyway, the Middle East today... <laughs> Okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Bye, I'm floating in space. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Naruto today. What is it? Um, no, this is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. This is Sailor Venus, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars, Sailor Jupiter, the secret powers. She is the one. You don't know the thing. words? I think it's are so new to her, but the, those lyrics don't make any sense. Are so new to her. <laughs> Do you sing that whenever you try like a new food or something like that? You're like, this food Secret is very new to so Jackie. New to her. She is the one named Sailor Jackie Moon. Moon. Anyway. There's Mirakuru Romansu. There's an Egyptian guy. He's walking with his dad and two brothers and a cow. And the brothers remark on how strong the cow is to the dad. Whatever. And they treat this one brother like shit. And his name is Chaka. Would anyone like to... Chaka Khan. It's Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. 
And uh, she has songs like I Feel For You, I'm Every Woman, Fate, which is a personal favorite. Through the Fire? Through the Fire, famously sampled by Kanye West. Um, great, great singer. Great songs. Really great. Um, yes. And they're trashing Chaka. And the reason why they're trashing Chaka is because when people are mean, it's okay when they die. <laughs> and it's true. they're walking and Chaka notices a sword and he has this very sympathetic ass voice. Why are they mean to him? He's more handsome and just as jacked as they are. That's because he's more handsome. They, they, they envy him. I think they uh, think he's weak or something. They think he's he weak. He has this like, oh, I'm a little boy I think it's voice. like, they're all tough bad guys and he's like a nice boy. Mm. He's That's a nice it. boy. He's just a nice boy. But Why don't you take him out Friday? He's a nice boy. It's just he's also jacked out of his mind yeah just because you're jacked doesn't mean that you're willing to use your muscles it just means you've been lifting corn all day he's just sweet and soft and they don't like it they're not combat muscle they're farm muscles did you say lifting corn yeah okay how does farming work (laughs) um so they're giving chaka shit and he notices a sword and he's like hey guys there's a sword here what's going on with that and they're like let me see it and one of the brothers tries to take the sword and this is obviously well, not, maybe not, obviously. This is sort of like a sword in the stone, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. A gentle hand shall rule the land. Right. And so they're trying to open the sword. And they're like, why won't it come out? What, this thing is rusted shut or whatever. And then Chaka pulls the sword out effortlessly. Why do you think that is? I was wondering that. Why Anubis would pick Chaka. Um, maybe he realized something about Chaka made him more determined. Maybe he thought the other brothers weren't strong enough and Chaka would be able to wield him best. Maybe he was just advantageously in the back so he'd be able to surprise them. I don't know. Mm. But what ends up happening is... Uh, oh, right. I'm sorry. Before Chaka even gets it, the one of the brothers notices that his hand is cut. He didn't even, he didn't even uh, get the sword open, but his hand is cut really badly and they're going to help him. And Chaka's like, let me try to open it. And they're like, shut up and fucking do it then. Whatever. He opens the sword. So, At first, they're like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna do it." Right, right. And then he does open it, and there's this really cool pose he strikes with the sword to his side. I love it. And the sword talks to him, and is like, "I am the Stand Anubis, ruler of the underworld and graveyards." And look, everyone loves Anubis. We all know Anubis. Yeah. It's the man god with a dog head that's black. We all love Anubis. Yes. Yeah, I like Anubis. Great, great, great god. Great god. Uh, Lucario is based on him. Lucario oh. the Pokemon. Oh. That makes perfect sense. Never thought about it. Is Mewtwo based on a sexy human? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, Mew is based on a sexy rabbit. Uh, whatever. Uh. I, don't, I don't know where I'm at. So uh, he pulls his sword out and uh, you know Anubis is talking to him and uh, telling him he's now a great swordsman or whatever. Um, And he ends up just sort of, uh, his brother starts fighting with him, I think, or his dad starts grabbing at him. He's like, let me have the sword, let me have the sword. And he sort of accidentally just slices into this guy, his brother or his dad, I forget which. Whoops. He stabs his dad. Yeah, it goes through his dad's What a klutz. And his dad's like, why did you do this? He's like, you were standing behind me or something. And his dad falls down on the ground with a sword sticking straight up out of his uh, chest. And one of his sons gets close to him and the sword falls and cuts right um, right into the son's head. So he goes down. Did anybody feel bad for Chaka? I felt bad for him. I felt bad for the the guys. Really? Yeah, no, they were bad. 
they were assholes, but I just, I felt bad for them when they were like yelling and freaking out. Like when your dad is dead, like lying on the ground, I feel really bad. That's what I felt bad. I felt True. bad the, that they, that he killed his dad. Even but though mo- his dad was an ass. But mostly feeling bad for him. The I fact see. that he killed his dad. Like that's traumatizing. That's yeah. sad. Um, that's, a, that's a tragedy. He doesn't have to think about it too much. And so then there's only the two brothers left and the cow. So Chaka takes the sword back and he's very confident with it. And the other brother is there, and I forget what their exchange is, but he eventually cuts at him, even though he's behind the cow. And so you think that the cow and the brother are going to split apart. But instead, the brother splits apart, and the brother, despite flying in half now, says, the cow wasn't cut, which I think is a great set of last words to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cow turns its head like, huh? What's going on? And cow doesn't care. Cow doesn't give a shit. Uh, and then so Chaka now has this uh, crazy katana that uh, he's now going to walk along with. By the way, it's weird that there's a katana in Egypt, but whatever. Um, I want to know why this thing wants to kill um, our our heroes. Because we later find out that Dio is the one who finds the sword locked uh, away somewhere. And I guess mm. he, he, he says that he could never hope to defeat Dio, so he swore his loyalty to him. Yeah, we should clarify... Um, we had some trouble with the app, and we couldn't really finish. The Crunchyroll app is bad. We couldn't really finish the second episode. Ah, uh, Jackie, that's our main sponsor this week. <laughs> At least the Wii U Crunchyroll app is not very reliable. Oh, uh, Wii U is our other big sponsor. Oh, my God, Nintendo, no, I'm sorry. Um, so we couldn't finish the second episode. Uh, I, we already saw it, but Jackie and I saw it two yeah, years ago or we, whatever. We saw it a long time ago. Miles saw it now fresh for the Yesterday. first time. Yesterday. Yeah. Which might as well be two years ago. Wow. That's funny, actually. I was reading about Araki's uh, end comment for this volume, although it, it does begin. Next episode is uh, Mariah, by the way. Oh. Um, and his comment on this, like, not episode, but this collected volume, he's just like, I have a bad memory. Even when I was Me a too. kid. He's like, same. He's like, there was this actress, and I couldn't remember her name, even though I saw her at an airport. My friends laughed at me because I've said she's my favorite actress. Oh, my God. And so he just writes about how he has a silly memory, and then he goes, I worry about the future. <laughs> that oh, was damn. really great. There was t- so I've recently run into two people I used to know in New York, and one of them I did not even recognize her face. The second one, and I didn't remember that I used to work with her. Wow. Am I gonna mm. die? No. Remember when you saw Bobby? Oh, I'm never gonna die. Remember when you saw Bobby Flay in public, and you turned to your wife's grandmother and said, "That was fucking Bobby Flay." Yes. I great, great that. story. Thanks for reminding me. Great that that happened. Yo, but it was fucking Bobby Flay. Yeah, but I, I would never put fuck in front of a chef's name. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. You're not as big of a connoisseur as I am, I guess. But the only thing I know about Bobby Flay is Bobby's Burger Shack, which is just like an overpriced smash Wait, wait, burger. wait. You don't like Bobby's Burger Palace? It's fine, but oh, it's like... I think it's good. It's the, overpriced. The fries aren't that good. <gasps> I would just rather go to Smash Burger. Have you been to Smash Burger? Same. Yeah, I like Smash Burger. It's better. It's cheaper. You know what's overrated? You get the rosemary fries? What's mm-hmm. that? The one in the city that everyone lines up for? Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Overrated. But those are... Yeah, that's overrated. There's a few in Jersey now. It's overrated. I know, but I think it's overrated. I think it's really good. It is also overpriced, but not as bad. Yeah. What's, I don't get why people line up for it, is all I'm saying. What's the one? Five, is Five Guys also burgers? Yes. Five Guys is also burgers. I like Five Guys. And I think they put X-Lax in all their food. I like Checkers. You like checkers? Yeah, it's greasy. Check- checkers, at least we can say, is not overrated. It's super greasy. No one is like, you know, the best burger place. 
checkers. I like checkers. I've never been to checkers. Burgers are negative money. They give, they give you cash. <laughs> it's like when you want something really greasy, just go to yeah. checkers. Isn't checkers only in like the inner city though? Yeah. Typically, yeah. I wonder if that's there were a bunch in Philly when I lived in Philly. That was the first time I had checkers. Mm. It's like fine, but like if you think it's depressing to eat McDonald's often, don't eat checkers more than once <laughs> because it's all very cheap. I associate Five Guys with like greasy. That's why I never eat there. But I think Here's the I thing. like it. Five Guys is definitely greasy because when they give you French fries, they overfill the cup of French fries. Mm-hmm. So it like is all in this brown paper bag and you can see the like... They white. want you to feel gross about they can, yourself. You can see the grease coming through the bag. It's That's part fucking, of the value. It's disgusting. But there's two in our town. Yeah. So there's 10 guys. Oh. They should just combine. Um, anyway, I don't know. This has been Burger Talk. This has been Burger Talk with special guest Bobby fucking, fucking Bobby Flay. Yeah. This has been fucking Bobby Flay. <laughs> um... Hey, how did you even get here? I uh, had sex with Bobby Flay. I talked about recognizing people, and I wanted to embarrass Miles with the story of the time he cursed at his grandmother-in-law. The the oh the sword monster says to <laughs> Jackie forgot the word stand. The sword Pokemon. Yes. Is there, there's a sword Pokemon, right? No. Is there a sword? sword Far fetched wields a leak like it's a sword. I th- I'm yeah. th- no, I'm thinking. There's of, so many now. It's just Lucario. Okay? What's the name of the sword boss in uh, uh, Super Mario RPG? Xor. Yeah. Xor. Yeah. It's Xor. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so the thing is like, um, fucking. He's like, wield me and kill. Uh, and Chaka turns purple and green. Yeah, yeah. He gets the green lips. The old yes. green lips and purple hair. And he goes and finds Polnareff uh, in like this part of town that's like sort of on the edge. There's a bunch of pillars around. Wait, before we get there though, Polnareff is like in, in town in the market and there's this guy and he's like, do you want to buy some papyrus? This papyrus is really good and it's really old and it's like legit and Polnareff is like, let me see. And he just rips the papyrus in half and he was like, it's fake, I can tell. And the guy's like, no! <laughs> you gotta pay for that. That's rude, Paul Nair. That's really rude. Even if it was fake, don't fucking destroy his merchandise. You gotta pay for it. But, yeah, then why does he run away? I forget why he runs away. Does Iggy Because Paul Nair is a dumb jerk. They, wow. <laughs> uh, what's his, all, Joseph and Abdul, and I think Jotaro, go to find a bathroom. Really? They all, they basically leave Paul Nair behind yeah and then Paul Nareff now he goes to the pillar place which looks like Talos principle or something yeah it does um and he's walking to the pillars and Paul Nareff comes off looking really cool in this episode he's walking and then we start to see that Chaka is following him and their footsteps are matching and without having to look or figure it out Paul Nareff knows that he's in the presence of an enemy he says you got some balls to attack with so many people around right and then they fight it's like I'm the god of death Anubis Oh, I forgot that part. He, he They're among all these himself. pillars. Is this yep. a reference to the Pillar Men? It is. I knew it. It's a reference to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the Pillar Men. And then they go sword versus sword because Polnareff has a sword stand guy and yep. Anubis is a sword. And, and Polnareff is a little bit like, really? You're just going to come at me with a sword? Where's yeah. your stand, bruh? Yeah, he's like, why doesn't he use a stand? Not realizing that the sword is yeah, a stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think here's what's interesting is... Anubis, no. Chaka hides behind the pillar and tries to cut Polnareff through it. 
So it's almost like a stand because we've at some point decided that stands can phase through things. And so it's like the sword can do that, but it's also a bound stand because the brothers were able to see it unless mm. unless they weren't able to see the blade. But no, the barber can see it later. So there's an actual sword there. Yeah. And the stand possesses it. So the stand can possess a sword. But then if it is possessing the sword, how is it able to go through a solid object without it's cutting it? magic. Mm. I don't get it. But yeah, this stand doesn't really follow the rules of other stands. I but could say that the blade is actually invisible and that the stand is the blade. And the only reason why the barber can see the blade later or the brothers can see the blade. No, because the brothers aren't possessed either. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Anyway. Anyway, so he's cutting at Polnareff from Let's just accept it. behind the pillar. And Polnareff, uh, or even before that, he's they're fighting directly, which is added by the anime. And Polnareff talks about how he's getting faster. And this guy is a complete amateur. Which is weird, because Anubis was like, you're a pro swordsman. Yeah, but he's like flailing wildly with the sword. Yeah, and Polnareff's like, he's a complete amateur, but he's like speeding up, and he's, you know, it's very strong. Polnareff is like, show yourself, and then he gets on top of a pillar. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not afraid anymore. That doesn't happen. That's Home Alone too. Um, um, and he's like, what, are you going to jump out from the ground and attack me? And then uh, we see one of the pillars next to Polnareff starts falling onto him. And not only did Anubis cut the pillar so it falls but he got behind it so he's now coming at Polnareff from the pillar uh, and he attacks Polnareff but Polnareff is able to save himself by firing the end of Silver Chariot's rapier like a bullet like half his sword comes off and using the 3D budget we see the sword kind of fly off in 3D it hits one of the pillars bounces and then stabs Chaka in the neck um and Polnareff is like, even Jojo doesn't know that I can do that. But if I miss, I have no sword. And it's mm. like, this is this is something I thought about way back when we first started talking about stands. You know, we obviously know that already the whole, your body and your stand are a one-to-one thing. If part of your stand is damaged, then part of you is damaged, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, maybe that's just for the humanoid stands, the ones who have like suns and shit or whatever. You know, they don't count. But like, shouldn't Polnareff be missing a finger or something? Shouldn't he have, like, a fingernail? Yeah, and can he leave the sword behind? Like, can someone steal the sword? How does he get the sword back? Does he have to drink a bunch of milk and it grows back on the stand? What is this? Yeah. Does he have to go pick it up? If he's like, if I miss, I'm screwed. So what, hitting it means it comes back to you? I don't understand. Uh, but the point is that Polnareff is really cool, and he kills Chaka, and Chaka's dead by a pillar. This is a cool scene. It's cool. Did we mention that it's cool? Cool. And then the other Stardust Crusaders, uh, minus Kakuin, because Kakuin is blind. Kakuin actually later they show a scene where it's that uh, Metallica music video for one, mm-hmm. where the guy is laid up in a military hospital. And he's like, "Take it my sight." Why are you spoiling it for me, dude? Oh, sorry, I forgot that happens later. Uh, it's from the movie Johnny Get Your Gun. Anyway, or Johnny Got His Gun, whatever. So they That's go up to Polnareff. Janie's got a gun. That's Aerosmith, who sucks. Oh. And they approach Polnareff, and they're like. At one point, they're wondering what he's doing out there by himself. And they're like, you shouldn't go out alone. We need to be traveling in pairs. But they left him. And he's squatting over the sword because Polnareff now picks up the sword and is like, oh, I didn't realize how shiny the blade is. When he crouches down to pick up the sword, they're like, why are you crouching? Did you step on a turd? No, he's already crouching. And Joseph is like, why are you crouching? Which is just like, what are you suspicious of his stance? They give Polnareff a lot of shit. Yeah, like maybe he's over there because he's hurt. Maybe he's pooping. Maybe they all give each other shit now, which is why Polnareff was so suspicious of Oingo before in the car. I don't know. They've decided at some point, they were like, all right, now, everyone give each other shit. Uh, 
so Polnareff seems like he's going to be possessed here by the Anubis sword. Um, I wrote down mice try to take the sword. Yes. Uh, at <laughs> What's one that point, about? It's exactly what it sounds like. Polnareff was almost possessed, but he isn't. They talked to him. And he's like, well, there was a sword here, and we don't see the sword, because three mice are running under the sword and carrying it off somewhere. Why? How? Who told them to? I think the sword, because it possesses things or can influence things, it was trying to, like, it told the mice, like, get me out of here. I don't want, you know, all of these these uh, powerful stand users to see that I'm a I'm an evil thing. So well, it seems like it's, it's about okay. to possess Paul Nerf, but then it changes its mind? Yeah, something like that, right? Because it can choose people. Um. But anyway, um, Paul Nerf yells and the mice drop the sword. Yeah. And then For he's like, reason. mice, if you're going to steal something, steal cheese. He's like, cheese. Uh, they then take the sword into the city. They go back into the city. And Jotaro was like, what were you going to do with that sword anyway? And Polnar was like, I'm going to take it to the police. It is a dangerous object. I was kind of like, you're fucking lame, dude. Like, that's mm-hmm. a fucking awesome ass katana. Maybe you don't understand how it works, but you don't know that it possesses people yet, and you're just going to give it to the police? Like, why don't you see if you could use that thing? It's super cool. But he doesn't do that. True. Because at this point, he just kind of thinks Chaka is the the stand user, that the, that maybe the sword was a stand, because he kind of figures that out when it can phase through solid objects. But he thinks he killed the stand user. Well, he doesn't even go to the police station. He's like, they, he's like, I'm going to take, take it to the police station. And then you just see him at a barber shop. He just wanted to get his haircut and his face shaved. How can they be paranoid about tea and they go to a barber who uses a straight razor? Haven't they seen Sweeney Todd? Haven't they? That's a good point. Do you guys know, did you guys happen to catch the name of this barber shop? Was it Sweeney Todd? Mm-mm. The demon barber of Fleet Street? It was called Haircut. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great name. Um, well, you know what you're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what are the awkward things you think Paul Nareff and this barber talked about? Uh, nothing. Paul Nareff was being rude to the barber. He was he, being very rude. Well, the barber was using a dull blade, which was hurting Paul Nareff's face. Yeah, that's sort of barber 101. If yeah. you use a dull blade, you're just going to cut somebody alive. He's line. being rude. So yeah, Paul Nareff gets his hair cut. I assume that this is also done with a sword. <laughs> Where he just slashes his hair in half or something. Um, he shaves we, the beard and he's we don't like, see that part, très bien. He's like, très bien, très bien. He, like, he breaks it into syllables that très Japanese people bien. would do. Whereas French would not do it. Whatever. Très bien. Um, Terabian Knights. Oh, boy. I'm just going to sit yeah, in there Yeah, and a then moment. so the barber has the knife and the barber is shaving him and it's like... It's me, you fool. Well, no, no, no. The barber has the razor, and then, then the he has to sharpen ends. it. And then he goes to lather up uh, to put stuff on Polnarf's face, the shaving cream. And then instead of using a razor, yeah, he has the Anubis sword. Uh, and we see that at some point, the barber looked at the sword, picked it up. And so, yeah. And then this episode ends and it has, we're back to Pat Metheny's Long Train Home. Great. Part two. And then it basically becomes a Dragon Ball Z fight from now on. It's a little bit like power over power. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going so fast. Like it's like when Goku and Vegeta fight and it's just, you just see the blurs of fists, except it's swords instead. Yeah. So they have a bit of a fight and Polnareff says to Jotaro, like, stand back. This is a sword stand. 
I wouldn't, you know, you don't want to get Star Platinum's bare fists cut up, which is... <laughs> By the way, Jotaro's asleep when they when the fight yeah, first yeah. starts, which is great. And I think Jotaro sleeps with a frown. Like, he has, like, his, his eyebrows furrowed even while sleeping. Bad dream. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh... He's having a dream that his mom is dead. Oh. Um, which is weird because the thing is, Star Platinum has punched so many things. Um, and is a very strong stand and is also very fast. Mm-hmm. I think Polnara knows what he's doing. I think he's just trying to be cool. And he's like, I killed somebody with True. a sword earlier today he's and like, felt I got nothing. This. But what he doesn't realize, or I guess he comes to realize, is that Anubis gets stronger and faster with every opponent. Right. Is that fights. like part of his power? Yes. Oh. Yes. And he memorizes the moves of everyone he fights. Right. He keeps saying, uh, he, uh, so Anubis has two catchphrases. Uh, although one of them might be the barbers. No, I think they're both. He says, Oboita, or Oboitazo, which means I memorized it. I'll remember it. And he says, uh, I definitely won't lose. Zetaini makenoda. Um, so he says that over and over again. If you got to keep saying it, that means you're going to lose. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just be confident, bro? Say it once, maybe. Just to like put fear into the person. Don't keep saying it, you know? Mm. Actions speak louder than words. Um... No. So they fight, and then he runs at Jotaro, and Jotaro smartly uses his stand way more effectively than Polnareff has yet. It turns out he's got bracers on those fists. Oh, yeah, but I also forgot. Polnareff tries to shoot the end of the sword again, and this is an example where Khan, the barber, get it, Chaka Khan, <gasps> uh, as possessed by Anubis, says he catches it or whatever. We, this is where the app died. Um, mm. I don't remember. He stops the sword bullet. And is like, I told you that those tricks, they'll never work on me again. He's like, you can't win because I memorized all of your attacks. No, the app dies once uh, it possesses Polnareff. No, it died here and then I had to like fast forward and get back to it, but I overshot it and was like, mm. whatever. So we missed the in-between. I don't think yeah. the app dying is canon though. <laughs> I no, hope not. it's not part of the... <laughs> I really hope not. Um, so there, uh, yeah, so he runs to Jotaro. Jotaro uses Star Platinum to just punch him in the face, which knocks him out of the barbershop. Yeah. Um... And then the barber's like, I memorized that move. And I'm like, the punch? You, you knew it could punch. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and everyone's standing around there, crowded around. Um, and, uh, oh, also in the barber shop, uh, when he goes to cut Polnareff's neck, Polnareff hits the lever on the seat. So he avoids getting his neck cut, but he pushes the blade into the barber's oh, chest. Yeah. So the barber has a big cut across his chest, but he doesn't yeah. give a shit because he's huge. This is a huge chested barber. You've got to be pretty strong to be a barber, dude. That's right. Some hairs really push back. Mm-hmm. The thing about this sword, too, is that the sword like actually possesses you. So when you're possessed by the sword, you are the sword, right? Like Because the guy, the original guy was like a nice, sweet guy. Yes. Like, and... You're, probably wouldn't just go after people and kill them, right? So you're possessed you're, by Anubis, which is oh man, there were some things I wanted to see. I forgot. Fuck, I kind of want to rewatch the ending of the episode. There's some really cool like drawing. I think they, sh- I think Anubis shows himself at one point, right? Yeah, he shows himself a lot. Oh, I thought he showed himself in memory, like like at least until this point. Like Chaka sees him in his mind. I think Polnareff sees him. But anyway, the, he's they're outside of the. Uh, there's a really cool pose. Sorry that Polnareff does where he has Silver Chariot come out and it has his sword up in the air and then he has Anubis holding or he's holding the broken Anubis sword and it's really cool um anyway so they're standing around and they're looking at this uh barber guy with the sword and they tell people to get away because there's people standing there and the the guy who runs the barbershop or whatever is like hey what's going on with you 
And the moment like Polnara for Jotaro says like stand back or he'll cut you, I was like, oh, he's fucking dead. <laughs> but he runs away. He runs away. He does. He listens to directions. And I was like, oh, that's great. But then what's weird is in the next shot, he's still there. He just ran like ten feet further away. He got tired. It's hot. I think they just reused the background uh, for this like shot, so it just looks like the barber like boss like ran but didn't listen. Oh, it would like, have been great if he was doubled over and just going. Like. <gasps> <laughs> 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 I have a heart condition. Everyone knows that. Uh, so then, uh, yeah, Jotaro and this barber. They fight. They fight. And uh, the barber does something that I find really weird, which is we know that he's not, you know, that Anubis is not an expert swordsman, but can make people very strong and fast. But he jumps way the fuck up in the air, which does not seem like a smart mm. move. But uh, it's coming fast at Star Platinum. So Jotaro has Star Platinum, or no, Polnareff says, like, get out of the way, avoid it. Star Platinum claps, mm-hmm. catching the blade in his Catches hands. It. Just a classic sword maneuver. Uh, not really something you should do, but it looks cool in movies. Oh, I'm going to do that. No, don't. Next time someone comes at me with a sword, watch out. No, it just cuts your hands. Um, and uh, he breaks the sword tip off, and then the user, Khan, is, like, lying on the ground with a broken sword, and he's like... He caught it. He's like, that's why Star Platinum is so strong. Not just because it's fast. Or that's why it's so fast. Because Jotaro knows how to stay cool under pressure. Yeah. Mm. And like, I guess Khan just goes unconscious. The barber because... Unconscious? <laughs> what? Conscious? Because his name's Khan? Oh, I got it. I was like, I had this weird moment where I thought I didn't know the right word there. Because you laughed at it. <laughs> So I, didn't, I was like, what the fuck did I say? Um, no, I'm laughing at me because I'm so conscious. funny. You got you to gotta emphasize more. You got to say unconscious. All right, let me take that again. Go ahead. Unconscious. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, thanks. I'll, I'll copy that right over. Nice. So he just goes unconscious because he can't believe that he lost almost, right? Because he doesn't get hurt. No, he, he just doesn't lays get down hurt. and he's like, oh, fuck. Well, I wonder if the shock of the sword breaking like affects Anubis, which affects Khan. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's like partially hurt. Um, but, uh, so then Jotaro and Polnareff examine the sword and Polnareff's like, let's sheath it with the, you know, but let's not touch it. Like, so they have the sword on the ground and Polnareff is able mm-hmm. to put the sheath or the scabbard back onto the broken sword. They're like, be careful. Cause if you touch it, then you get possessed. And then they pick it up cause they're able to hold it by the sheath at least. And they're taking it somewhere, but a policeman shows up. Hoo-de-hoo! Do you think this policeman was, um, possessed the same way that the mice were possessed? Or whatever you want to call it? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think he was just enforcing the law. Nah, whatever. They don't have guns in Egypt for a policeman? This guy had a sword. I think most countries don't have guns. A lot of police forces don't have guns. Yeah. Well, now you see why they should. True. Because of swords. Everyone should have a gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Wild West out here, baby. No. No. True. Good point. Good point. That's why I'm moving like, out of New Jersey. I like how you joined into my nose. Yeah. Um, so the policeman is like, yeah, Polnareff is like, thank God you're here, policeman. I have this sword to give you. And he's like, yeah, I'm here because I heard there was a fight. And now there's a fucking dead guy. And you're here holding a sword. <laughs> so, so what's that all about? So he tries to take the sword from Polnareff. Who called the police? Narcs? It's a barber guy. He's like, I can't run. I have to They're just police. trying to make some money to feed their daughter. What is that? It's the beginning of Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Oh, okay. I only hear it on the radio. Mm. Um, wait, no, that's not true. There's a part where he's like, fuck all you hoes. Yeah, get a grip, motherfucker. But then he talks about feeding your daughter? Or is yeah, this, this song is dedicated 
Ah. To all the people who called the police on me. All the people who lived in the buildings above me when I was struggling to feed my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, there's people who, whatever, never mind. We all get it. Drug dealers are bad. Don't do it. It's all good, baby, baby. Um, so the police in Polnareff wrestle over the sword. And what happens is the sword ends up coming unsheathed. Uh, and Polnareff touches it. And the, he, the cop basically does it for him. The cop yeah. basically takes the, the thing out for him. And the cop says, like, hey, why did you take the sword out? And Polnareff, now possessed by Anubis, is like, why are you lying? He's like, you took it out of the sword, didn't you? And before he can cut the policeman in half, Jotaro knocks the policeman into a garage door somewhere. Um, R.I.P. Rip. Rest in police. <laughs> um so then Jotaro thinks to himself, he's like, shit, if, Pol- if Polnareff is possessed, that means I have to fight him. And I have to kill him. Yeah, and he's like, and Chariot is so powerful. If we fight, I'm going to have to kill Polnareff. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that's true, but whatever. No, he's got to kill Polnareff. And then he kills Polnareff and it's over. And then he kills our Crunchyroll app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miles will take over. Miles. So I don't know what happened. They fight. Well, I mean, I do. I just don't remember. Um, I think... gets... <sighs> <laughs> So you were saying that they fight, and at some point Jotaro gets stabbed? Yeah, eventually. No, he starts wielding both swords. Yeah, both which is sick. Silver Chariot and Anubis. So he's dual wielding, and he seems to be getting the upper hand over Jotaro. And it seems like Jotaro's going to lose, and he's like, I, I can't hold back. I really have to like kill Paul Nerf if, if I'm going to do this. But the solution he figures out is that he allows Anubis to stab him in the bell. The belly? In the bell. The bell bell? And he breaks the sword again. He grabs it while it's it's stuck in his little tummy. Oh yeah, there's also this cool part where uh, uh, Khan is gonna slash at Star Platinum's head, but he uses the jewel on the top of his head to deflect the blade. Mm. But yeah, so Polnareff with Anubis stabs Jotaro. Jotaro uses Star Platinum to smash it. But does that wake Polnareff out of his possession, out of his being possessed? I don't remember. And then a young boy gets possessed because a piece uh, of of the blade touches a young boy. But then there's like something on the ground that's... No, there's candy on the ground and Iggy goes to eat it and the boy trips on it, which causes him to drop the sword. Ah, okay. And the sword goes flying, I think, at this point. And they show Anubis like freaking out, which I think is hilarious. And he's like, shit, I'm going to end up in the fucking... in in the river. And then it hits a cow. The cow is briefly possessed, and the cow falls off the boat. Yeah, and the so. whole time you hear Anubis freaking out about how... Like, it's a very long scene where he's in the air, and he's, like, going to hit a wall. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to hit... He's like, yes, I'm going to hit the wall, and I won't go into the river. But then he phases right through it. He's like, oh, my God, I was so worried. I accidentally phased through the wall, and now I'm going to go into the water. <laughs> That's and, great. And then there's a boat, and he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this guy on the boat and possess him, but he hits the cow instead. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's really funny to accidentally phase through something. It was a very weird change of tone because th- this is like the most serious fight yeah. in a long time. Joe Thotter remarks on this. He says, this is the first time in a while we've seen like a true combat stand. You, before this, we've been seeing all these people who like scheme mm. and trick us and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he ends like, we, this is the worst we've seen Joe Toro get roughed up when he's like actually in the fight. Like yeah. he gets pretty beat up by, um, I forget what his name is. The guy who possesses, who's in Joseph's head basically. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Steely Dan. But like he can't really fight back in that situation. But, but he doesn't really hurt. He doesn't get stabbed. Yeah, but he gets, like, 
made low, basically. Yes. But he's gravely wounded by this guy. Yeah. And, like, he almost loses the fight. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the change of, uh, of tone. I think it's great to go into the seriousness and then back out to the silliness. I think it's hilarious. This is a cool app. Um, one thing... I don't know why. They... So Iggy saves the day, basically, by causing this kid to drop the sword. Mm-hmm. And they chastise him. They're like, oh, you're such a gross animal for eating a candy off the ground. Who yells at a dog for eating stuff off the ground? That's a good point. Why do they hate Iggy so much? Cause oh, because he, he farts, farts in his face directly all the time. into his like right, breathing right, right. holes. Okay, yeah, good uh, point. Good point. Yeah, we gotta we gotta watch this because at the end, too, they show what do they show? A woman in a yeah. red hood. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. And dun, for dun. some reason, the narrator starts talking about different races. What he goes like? What are you talking? There about? There are many different races in Egypt. Ah, uh, okay. There's an Egyptian. There's a Libyan. There's a Nubian. And this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Yeah, wow. that was supposed to happen at the beginning of uh, the Anubis story. Yeah. But for some reason, the anime moved it to the end of this episode. Why did they do that? What was the point of this? I don't know. They, I guess they felt like they needed to get into action right after the silliness with the comic book. Just okay. a guess. Um, they make some decisions I don't really get. It but... made me feel weird. I was oh. like, is, are we going to hear a lecture on race? From... <laughs> They're like, the white man has the smallest brain. And you're like, wait, what? Um. Besides being absolutely accurate, uh, that's the end of this episode. So we think, because Jackie and I didn't get to see it again. Um, and Miles is unreliable. Thanks, Crunchyroll. I didn't take diligent notes because Jackie always does. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just drawing all over my book. Now we know that there's one person who isn't reliable. Who is it? Whoever made the Crunchyroll Wii U app. It was probably an intern. I think it was literally a dog at a computer. No. <laughs> I no. Think it, was a it was an intern. Labrador. It was probably an intern who was like, I'm studying computer science and I want to work at a cool company like Crunchyroll. And then they come in, they, they build a fucking app for them with like no guidance and it's buggy and shitty and no one QAs it. And the they're app, just like, great, release the app to the Wii U. How could you push one of your most important products, something that actually delivers content as created by an intern? Apps, apps are always like deprioritized. I what? Think. They're always deprioritized. People prioritize web and that's it. <laughs> People prioritize web and maybe like iPhone and, and Android. Maybe, yeah, but, probably not Android. But, but wait, wait, it's wait, like wait, web wait. And, and iPhone and that's it. For the for a fucking movie app though, I don't believe that. I I feel like Crunchyroll probably doesn't because Crunchyroll like all around their technology is kind of shitty. I think mm. uh, they're the only reason why they're any good is because they have like all the anime. Like they have a monopoly mm. on all the anime, so you have to right. go to Crunchyroll for the anime if you're an anime. Fan. The value is their value is their licensing deals. Yeah, not right. their um, technology. Did it used to be? But pirate? I think like all around they're probably under resourced. Like they probably don't have a lot of engineers. Uh, who are good and they probably have high turnover or something. Crunchyroll, hire Jackie to run your <laughs> I'm just assuming product. because I think that their product is not very good. They're only they're only lucky in that they, they have a like target market. I hope nobody from Crunchyroll listens to this and is like, fuck you. I, mean, I hope you are listening. <laughs> we're not, look, we're not calling them idiots and a bunch of shitheads or anything like that. We're just saying... Yeah, you idiots. We're just saying that they needed to... I, be, I bet there's just like institutional, like organizational problems and it's probably not the fault of the engineers. It's probably just like they don't have enough people. They're spread really thin. They're probably shifted in like different directions by like leadership and stuff and that's why their fucking app is so shitty. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, there's, and I don't think thing. it was worked on recently. I think they were like, let's get it out, and they made it once, and then they never iterated on it. That's what I think, too. Yeah, like, if you're 20 minutes into a thing, and you hit the fast-forward button, the time code jumps to show zero. The problem with that, then, is if you try to go to 20, it either goes, like, 20 minutes ahead of where you were, or it might go to the absolute 20th minute that you were on. It's really frustrating that way. Um, and sometimes it'll just stop the episode or start from five minutes where you were before if you try to resume. Sometimes it's just unwatchable. Like, you can't use it. The circle will just spin forever. Who knows? You better fix these problems before part five, Crunchyroll. I was getting these problems on the... On the um on the, on, web the, player? on the web app too, yeah. Oh, I always player. found the web player to be rock solid. It just needed flash or whatever. It's definitely better, but yeah. I mean, it didn't crash or it, like, it didn't crash my computer or anything. The Wii U, like, like the on the Wii U, it like crashed the Wii U a and, couple times. And they don't have one on the Samsung smart TV platform mm. because. But yeah, who's going to put it on TV platforms? Like, like that's it, the look, lowest. It thing. took forever for Twitch to come out on the Samsung, but they it, they did it. And you know what they did, Jackie? They made a bare bones version of Twitch, and that's all I need. Twitch. I just want to look at the content. I don't care I about... I think that's what they did with the Wii U. That's why the Crunchyroll app on the Wii U but is so shitty. It's not even bare bones. If you, imagine if you were like bare bones, but the bones are made out of styrofoam. That's what it's like. Yeah, but Twitch that's has that Amazon money. Because it was made money. by an intern. They could do anything. <laughs> I think it was it's made true. by an intern. Twitch Prove does have Amazon as the background. There's going to be like some, some senior engineer is going to DM me from Crunchyroll and be like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not an intern. <laughs> you are right about the the. But then if they do that, if they show in, who though. they are, then that means that they're bad at their job. If it's an intern, they should I be really like, want, it was worse than an intern. I really want the next episode, somebody if, from Crunchyroll to like email our podcast. <laughs> but on, if you do, you have to prove that you're from... You're, yeah, you're, come at us, Crunchyroll. You have to prove that you are who you say you are. I'm not going to believe you otherwise. Yeah. Um, this place... Uh, yeah, this was a part. Okay, Crunchyroll is owned by. What are you doing? Are you gonna read their like Glassdoor reviews? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're owned by a company that this month, which means within the last week, was acquired by AT and T. Wow. Um. So other things include Rooster Teeth, Hello Sunshine, which what is, is Reese Rooster Teeth. They're a gaming thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> They're like, a, they do shows and stuff, right? They do online shows. Yeah, they shows. used to do, I think, were they the ones that founded uh, Red vs. Blue or Achievement Hunter? I do not know what shows they do. I don't watch those, but they're a thing. Look, the point is, is that, look, you can do it, Crunchyroll, but you're not doing it, okay? Jackie, my point is, if you're going to make a bare bones app, fast forwarding should not be something that's fucked up. That's part of the bones right. that are bare. Right. It's true. It's not muscle or tissue or anything. It's b- b- I know nothing about developing for the Wii U, so I don't know how hard it is, and I don't know I don't how bad. Care. I don't know how bad they fucked. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I know it's shitty. I'm telling you, it's shitty. But that's There's, why I think it was made by an intern. Look, <laughs> and nobody QAs but, it. But you were about nobody to, QAs but it. But you were about to cut them slack, and I was about to say, no matter how hard a programming language is, no, one no, of the no, first no. things you do before you push no. it out is, can I fast forward? I cut the engineer slack because no engineer wants to put. Well, I shouldn't say no engineer, but most engineers don't want to put something out that's shitty. It's that someone <laughs> is like. You know, nobody wants to create a fucking Crunchyroll app that you can't, like, use. Like, they, they probably were like, we got to make this good. Or maybe they didn't know how to make this good. But, like, ah, we need more people on the team or something. And leadership was like, nope, we just, you know, this needs to be out by March and just get it done. And fuck you. And then, you know, or maybe the guy, like, or, or girl quit in the middle of, like, building the app. And they were like, fuck, well, just ship it or something. You know, like, something happened there. Look, I don't think it was, like, someone- just someone is so incompetent. 
and because it's like it's it has to be like an organizational thing like everybody involved needs to be fucking up maybe like, i should write to them you know like leadership needs to be like it's okay that this app is shitty and they need to not care about qa and not care about like actual quality and then and you know what fuck it we're still making money so who cares as long as people still subscribe to Crunchyroll, we our app doesn't need to be good <laughs> you know i guess but they have like a they have a monopoly on yeah well, like that's legal the thing. anime streams that's, that's so they don't have wanna, to get better but if you frustrate enough people they'll just go back to torrenting <laughs> yeah well, i the reason why i was looking up information about them was because i remember hearing about Crunchyroll years ago and they used to do you could upload illegal stuff it was all fan subs um and then they got a big investment from venture capitalists and then like bandai namco and fun and fun animation or whatever it's called um they were like hey what the fuck are you letting them pirate for and then then they started acquiring licenses with their newfound money so yeah initially they were illegal oddly Mm. um just like me but now i'm a citizen what that's right i'm from belgium originally Main Vlakaland. Thank you for listening, everybody. Sorry to talk so much about technology, but uh, it is frustrating when an app doesn't work. And we appreciate you bearing through uh, our difficulties just as we bear through Crunchyroll's difficulties. And your difficulties. If to you want to write to us, uh, if you're from Crunchyroll or you're just a listener, yeah, you tell can us about your difficulties. Email us, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at <laughs> gmail.com. If you want to know how to go to college, um, Tell us your least favorite thing about Crunchyroll. Don't email us. Um, don't do that either. We don't need to create. <laughs> Someone's going to start. Like, we don't need to. They're going to start reporting bugs to us as if we're Crunchyroll. Like, yeah, I have this. Or the, or it's actually someone is going to be like, for what it's worth, I have the PS4 app and it's fine. Somebody's going to, I, th- you know? I think the PS, I think we've used the PS3 app. You and I used to, Jackie. And I think it's actually fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the Wii U one is newer, but it's not that new to us. We've been using it for months and months and months. More than a year. Whatever. Maybe the Switch um, app is better. Don't bother beating up <laughs> beating up on Crunchyroll unless you know there's a better app that we could use. We do have a PS3. We could use that, but whatever. Right now, I'm just annoyed. Um, I wanted to see Polnareff pose cool, and I didn't get to see it. You could um, probably Google that. Yeah, I mean, I have it on my computer. Oh. Um, yeah, write to us if you want to talk about JoJo's. It's probably the best thing to use email for. JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. You can also tweet to us and please follow us at JJBPod on Twitter. We're also on Apple Podcasts and it would be like great if you could subscribe to it and write a review. I haven't done this though. JoJo's Bizarre Podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. And that is the end of the podcast today. Hooray! Go watch Terrace House. I mean JoJo's. Uh, Go watch Terrace House while you wait for JoJo's. Mm. Yay! Start with Boys and Girls in the City on Netflix, which has a good set of apps that work. Gambarimas. Netflix, Netflix has good technology. Yeah, they're still ruining an industry, but whatever. Bye. <laughs>